Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2024 is here, which means a packed schedule of FA Cup, AFCON, and of course, Premier League action. Beat the January Blues and watch every game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports pub. Don't settle for a dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King across their huge HD screens. If you download the Green King Sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on. Their venues offer a range of low and non-alcohol options, so dry January doesn't mean you have to settle for an inferior sports-watching experience. Hello, welcome to the 1878 FM podcast. Myself, Ped, and we are delighted to say we are joined by Sam Avery, comedian extraordinaire, Evertonian can count to 10 quite comfortably, mm-hmm. which is a big, big plus. Yeah. Um, so, Sam, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm just looking out the window, looking at the snow that's trying to come down. Yeah. And I'm just cursing it because you know you, the joy of life is gone when snow is absolutely the worst thing possible. <laughs> it's when snow's trying, though, and it, yeah. it's just trying. Oh, it's trying. It's it trying just... to, that was the old thing, yeah. Yeah, like your mum would say. Yeah. Your nan would say. It's trying. It's trying, it's trying to trying, snow. Yeah. It's, it's trying, trying to, to snow. Stick. What does that mean? Yeah. It's trying well, to stick. The other one was, did anyone you say, oh, it's too cold to snow? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was, yeah. As if, like, Norway or, you yeah. know, the Antarctic, whatever, where it's, like, proper so, ridiculous yeah. weather. So yeah. are, we, are we not a fan of snow then, Sam? No, I used to be, and I've got kids now, yeah. so I should still be, but I, I'm really not. Last time it snowed, didn't it, about six weeks ago, mm. and we didn't have a sledge, so I grabbed uh, the top of the top of the big Tupperware box that we keep their underpants in. Yeah, yeah. And we went down to uh, what's it called, Allerton Towers, and we jumped yeah, down Camp, that hill. Yeah, Camp Hill. It, yeah. It really wasn't fit for purpose. No. First world problems. It that is. Like, it it is. does. Yeah. Real no. first world. No, darling, where's the sled? Yeah, but he could have got a sled. You yeah. can get them. You can. I mean, no, I'm no, surprised they're not in the middle aisle of Aldi. I'm sure they are. But that is one of those things, isn't it? That like when something happens and you don't have the required not prepared. For it, and you, why haven't I got one of them? And it's like because it's bloody snow. Like and we never snow. Ninety-eight degrees here one year, and it's why haven't yeah. I got it? But there are, you know, there are certain families who do have one of everything. Fair and play. We'll be prepared. Just prepared. One of those people. No, no, no. But, you know, no, that's I'm fair. not prepared. I'm not prepared for this podcast, so we'll see how this no, goes. No, but neither are we. Neither, Sam, that's well. the beauty of this podcast, <laughs> no. mate. Well, speak that's yourself. not a requirement. I feel at home, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, that's, that's good. It, that's what it's How's the tour that's going? You're, you're, you're on the last leg, aren't you, of your tour now? I'm, uh, yeah. I've got five dates left. So I did I did Liverpool last year, but I did Ormskirk on last Friday. And it was really interesting, actually, because loads of people. I went to school in McGull. 
loads of people from McGull, from my old school, came who literally I've not seen in 30 years. And it's just funny, isn't it, when you see people from school, because it's like some people look the same and some people you think, oh, you've been through something, haven't you? I'll, I'll be honest, Sam. I'm hoping you didn't look yeah, the yeah, same yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had much longer hair. Yeah, that's right. I, I yeah. thought I'd just guessed that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just a wild guess, mm. but it's, it, is, it is that thing. It was, yeah. that, it was really nice that they came to see their teacher anyway. <laughs> it was <laughs> finally given the homework. So how, how's it been? How's it been? And how's been it been? Great. Yeah, it's been really good. Thanks. Yeah, it's been great. It's been. I reckon it's the best show I've done. And um, but I'm also looking forward to finishing it so I can then start writing the next one because you get this weird, like there's like a sweet spot where the show's like firing on all cylinders and then you start to get a little bit bored of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a good yeah. time to put it to bed and start writing the next one. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing Leeds this Saturday and I'm filming it. I'm getting a film so that logo up on, Ooh, on live, YouTube at some oh, point. Live at the Apollo vibes, that. It is, isn't it? Yeah. He, has, he, has he not contacted you? Has he not given you the owl? Hello, Sam. No. Have you not been invited? No, I'm sure it'll happen yeah. soon, mate. It's, no, I thought we will. No. Why are you laughing? This, this can only help. <laughs> well, this, this is it. This, is this it. or Channel 5. Yeah. It'll be Michael McIntyre or well, Channel 5. we've gone big, um, Sam, because we now have an advert placed within David Seaman's podcast. So we are going places. That sounds like a euphemism. It does. That's why my coffee nearly and came the, off the, the mouth. <laughs> that's what he said. The best thing is if anyone has listened to the... Because I'm sure everyone listens to this David Seaman podcast. Why wouldn't you? Um, with his lovely ice skating... Is she an ice skater? His, his missus? His missus? Yeah, yeah. Is she on it? Is she Frankie? No, no. Just, Frank- uh, oh. That's not Frankie, is it? Frankie's with Wayne Bridge. Was it two Frankies? The chief, it, believe oh it or not, Pet, there's two female Frankies in the world. world. isn't he? Oh, my God. <laughs> But about 33 minutes in. I think she's from Manchester. I think very know. much. I don't know. I don't watch this stuff or, or whatever. Okay. About 37 minutes in or something, you hear an advert with, about, with milk. Uh, Ned, talking about milk and cats. Well, that was the truth. Wow. That, so, that happened on the podcast it did. the other week. Well, imagine so. going from listening to David Seaman talking about anything. Swinging Frankie around. Hmm. <laughs> Which is literally how they met, yes, to be fair. He was. He was thrown around yeah. everywhere. And the next minute you're hearing And that Ned, carried on, apparently. <laughs> next minute you're hearing Ned talk about milk and cats. Mm. So that's where we well, are. So that, yes. if you well, do that's get... That's an interesting Venn diagram, isn't it, between the David <laughs> Seaman aficionados and yeah. Coffee TV. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And this podcast, incredible. So yeah. if, if you do suddenly feel like there is a bump and loads of people are coming in with big tashes and really weird big gloves, gloves on, <laughs> then you know what's happened. That's where they've gone. And ice skate boots. Ice skate boots. No, Any goalkeepers in? Give me a cheer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had I had a mate over from Australia last week, and um, he's a red nose, so I'm not going to name check him. But he 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 moved to Australia about seven years ago, and he started playing what do they call it? Veterans football. Oh yeah. And he he used to play centre half. You know, as you get older, you always drop back a position. Mm. And he said, "Oh, so I drop back." I went, "What in goal?" He went, "Yeah, I'm in goal now." <laughs> and he said he was on the bus and he was chatting to some fella about goalkeeping. And this fella on the bus said, "Oh yeah, we made a goalkeeping coach give him a ring." So he rings this number. Turns out it's the goalkeeper for Perth Glory who's just retired. Nice. And this fella says, "How did you get me number?" He said, "Oh, some fella on the bus gave it to me." <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He now goes to this guy's house once a week and gets goalkeeping training. I'm not being funny. Your mate's taking it very, very serious, isn't he? Taking up goalkeeper yeah. coaching for yeah. the veterans. Exactly. Fair you play. I like that. Pits, would you? Well, you know what? I, I, I like that. I like his commitment to it. That he's he's got he's moving further back in the team, mm. and he's gone. 
I need a little bit of coaching here. And he's gone to Perth glory. And it's he, different level you know. from... I remember missing a penalty in the pits. Mm. A goalkeeper had a cigarette in his mouth as he saved the penalty. That's not good, Sam. And no. It was a bad penalty. Yeah, yeah it must have been, to be fair. It <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Danny Milicevic is the goalkeeping coach at Perth Glory. He was also the coach of the Australian women's team that finished second in the Austrian, uh, Austrian Cup. For the Aus- I don't think yeah. he was no, in the Austrian no, Cup. No, That'll no, be a bit. No, I know no. Australia have got into yeah. Eurovision yeah. now. I don't think far. they've gone into the Austrian Cup, honestly. In the Australian, you know, Big Australian Dan. Big Danny. Big Danny. Well, maybe it is Big Danny. Buses. Big Danny gets gives his number cards out to people who travel on buses. Ergo, is he like people the turn up and have Gary goals? <laughs> he is the Australian <laughs> Gary. Just got a big pair of gloves with his number on. Give these out. Give these out. Any vets. You're looking for a bit of work. Ned, I, I don't know whether you know this, Sam, but Ned plays in a vet league on a Thursday. It's not supposed to be. It's just basically walking football, yeah. but Ned runs. Yeah. So therefore, Ned looks like Killian Mbappe Cheek playing up. with the. If you watched, remember the Father Ted yeah. uh, episode with the foot, you know, the priests who yeah. were all ninety six. Yeah. That is the level that Ned plays at. But Ned sprints. He has. He is, Ned is a cheat code for that. To be fair, but whatever gives you a little boost to yourself. That's speed, it. Yeah. I think is good for the soul. Yeah, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, it was. Would have been a lovely little circle to complete if Dave Vitti would have been here with the dancing on ice, David mm. Seam and Frankie getting thrown all over the gap. Because, of course, I I don't know whether... I think Dave Vitti was Frankie's partner on dancing on ice. Because uh, uh, remember Dave, remember yeah. Dave done the Al Pitcher last year because the three of them were back yeah, together yeah. when they had a night out you last feel year. A bit, do, would you feel a bit wounded? It's like on Strictly, there's loads of couples that come together. Mm. If you're like one of those people and you don't end up with a new I missus, think Dave was... At the missus, oh, then okay. he wasn't in between missus, as he often but says. That's normally, <laughs> you know, it's not really, it's not really dance on ice where that happens. But don't they strictly... normally go into strictly with a missus and come out the other end come, of the, with, with a, a different, different one? Absolutely, absolutely. Either that or, or, or lawsuits, because that's going on apparently with strictly at the moment. My but... missus did, did strictly like a charity version of strictly, and she yeah. was telling me about this dance teacher. She had a partner who was this. She, kept she didn't get him off a bus, did she? Oh, no, no, she didn't get him off a bus. No, that was a different incident, which I'd rather not talk no, about. No, right. no, no, let's right. go into that. Um, <laughs> it was the 86th bus, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. And, okay. and it was the driver. But this, she kept saying, this this guy, oh, he's dead old, he's, he's much older. And I, in my head, I was just, I, I thought, she's just throwing me off the centre. He's going to be some Greek god yeah. when we get there, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And, no, but she was telling the truth, he was a very old man. Right, could he move? He was all right, yeah, mm-hmm. for an older man. Apparently, like ballroom dancing, if you're an older man, is a great way of, you know, staying fit, chicks, isn't it? Oh, I think you keep you fit, but yeah, absolutely, that as well. Men yeah. don't men retire and then die; they just don't do any hobbies, do they? Whereas if you, this, if you, you learn to dance, yeah, that's why Bruce Forsyth lived as long as he did. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the off, price was right the, every Saturday night. Fell off, the fella <laughs> off uh, strictly Lenny thingy. He put that. Len seven. Him, Len. He had a great run. He, he was, he was, he, he had a, he had a go. Was he still going? He was in the states. He was. He went over to the states. You, and why do you think Rod Stewart's still knocking them out? Kids out at eighty. I was moved, really, but... really wondering what you were talking no, about. No, then. no, no, no. You know, look at Rod. Rod's had all sorts of birds still impregnating him at seventy-eight, Rod, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I'll be honest, they all look <laughs> identical. Like, they, they, all, they just they, they just want yeah. it's one size fits Cloning all. Cloning machines were made. Yeah, that maybe man. that's what it is. And, and the ten percent of his age, that's what he works that, on. But that's fa- yeah. 
probably a little bit more. I, I think maybe, Sam's a bit. Maybe a that's bit. libelous. Yeah, 20%. yeah, maybe twenty percent, something like that. Like, like he, um, he knows what he likes. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, isn't it? I had a, I had a stat the other day. Kraken stat. XG. XG. The XG of DiCaprio is anyone he's with now has had to be born after Titanic. Yeah. That's uh, that's the XA of it. That's his. <laughs> and formula. I don't mean nineteen twelve. Yeah, because I mean that. Because it's twenty five years. It's after. It's Titanic. bad. No, but that's, that's what the he's thinking. Leonardo DiCaprio is with Fich. Fair which play. Is not bad. No, not bad. he loves it, doesn't he? He does love the youngs, doesn't he? But fair play. Legal. <laughs> Legal, but oh young. You know, he does. Loves Ashley. Oh my god. No, what I mean, it's all good. <laughs> um, no helicopters around this house. Oh my god. Lots of stuff going on there. Um... Play. Let's let's come back to the random bit in a bit. Oh, is that the random? <laughs> that, bit? Well, I don't know. It started off you just asking Sam how he was. With Ned's being involved. David Seam and Frankie didn't yeah. think they were in this today. We're we recording this now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Ned's pressed record. Um, let's move on to a slightly bit of depression stuff for a bit, Sam, which is Everton, of course. Um, Although you can look at it both ways here. Mm. We can look at it and choose 2024 Premier League Everton, yeah. which oh. are unbeaten mm. at time of recording. Tremendous. Um, despite playing two sides in the top four in that time, out of the three games. Mm. Um, but just overall, Sam, we're, we're obviously February at the moment and Everton are involved because of the points deduction in a relegation battle, but... Real time Everton, if you if without points deductions, would have us mid table and not too far away from a European place. So it is a weird, it's a weird season, isn't it? Because you know that while this appeal's going on and whether we get points back or not, you look and thinking we should all be more relaxed than what we are. Yet we are heavily involved in a relegation fight. It's it's weird, isn't it? It's really weird. I feel like there's like it's like multiple personality syndrome <laughs> as an Everton fan because. Mm. There's this battle going on internally when I'm watching us or when I'm looking at the league table thinking, well, on, on paper, on results, we mm. should be like 11th yeah, and comfortable and re- feeling really good about life that Sean Dyche has taken this utterly moribund club and turned it into something that's just a bit boring. You know, yeah, mid-table, yeah, yeah. which is, ma- it's a massive improvement. That's mm. not even a criticism. I think he's doing, doing a great job. Mm. Of course, he's got areas he can improve on, but he's, you know, he's done a great job with his hands tied behind his back. But then the other side of it is that the points deduction is is means that that reality is not the case. So now we're looking at this situation after those four victories on the bounce just after the deduction. Mm. It felt like, well, we, we, we all felt kind of like invincible, didn't we? We yeah. were like, we're just going to keep moving up the table and keep taking points off us. We'll keep winning. Yeah. And there's this great, and then obviously that stopped. And it's a good job we got those it wins is. when we did because otherwise we would be in, in real hot water. But then, then the other, the third sort of personality is, well, what if some of the points come back or all of them come back? Or mm. what if more get taken off? There's this third element of unknown. And it's it totally ruins the enjoyment of watching mm. football because there's, there's, there's other stuff going on that's not part of being a football fan or watching a football team. It's just, it's, it's really depressing. So I'm constantly trying to just compartmentalise and like the game on on um, on Saturday I was just thinking right, I just want to enjoy the match just want to watch mm. the match and yeah. just enjoy the match yeah and of course it was it was two and fro it was you know equalising and then them getting another goal and then the goal at the end mm. was just joyful but the, both goals go to VAR so yeah. even that's taken up the, so you as a football fan you're thinking like where's the, where is the joy where is the 
the the joy, mm. like the simple joy of scoring a goal, which was always doesn't matter how your team's doing. When you score a goal, the minute the ball hits the neck, the back of the net, you're all hugging strangers. You, yeah, you're not nice. Yeah. Just stood there waiting for five minutes. Mm. So I don't know. I feel I feel demoralised, mm. but weirdly not as demoralised as I have felt over the past <laughs> three or four mm, years. Yeah. It, it is weird, Ped, isn't it? Because it's, st- it's almost like a state of confusion yeah. at the moment. We've, Like Sam's just said, we've got the points thing going on. So the league table, like it's great when I look at a different league table. They've like understood the, the Al Justice table with where Everton should be. It's got Everton on 29 points and mm. this, that. And then you go, yeah, that's actually what we're doing. Then you see the real league table yeah. and, and Luton have put a run together. So then you, you it's squeaky bumps out and you're going, oh my God, here we go again. Then there's the takeover stuff. And then all, as well, like Sam just said, apart from all that, when you actually sit in your seat at the match, you can't, like on Saturday, for, I I was waiting, the minute I seen Dom headed in, I was thinking, that must count because it's come back to him and he's headed it in. So you celebrate and then you see the referee giving it all this. So it's like, what's happening? It's going on and on and on. And then the second goal, you just lose it because I'm thinking there's no way they can look at that because I saw it come off the defender's head. And yet they still take yeah, arson about with that. So they've took, unless you score a dip and 30 yard volley yeah. with no one near you, you even that's gone at yeah. the moment, isn't it? No, it's, weird it's, it's weird. Like as Sam was saying, it, 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 it feels like we're, we're in like a, um, we're in like a football simulator rather than a real one. It's like everything that happens doesn't feel quite real like you look at the table and you you go yeah but that's not real we've got 29 points mm. but you haven't got 29 points like you know mm. you like there's like almost like a there's almost like a little voice in my head saying oh we've got we're gonna get 10 points back like not believing it as such but just like it's just there going we're actually on 29 points mm. and again as sam said it's like you're doing a good job on one hand but on the other hand you look at the table and go the the, 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 the that's the reality and mm. we said loads of times like the the you know when when we got the, when we got the ten points taken off us, and then we appeal it straight away. You know what mentally would that have done if we hadn't had the ten points taken off us? Mm. And Luton were looking up and seeing this, and it was them who were dreaming of us losing ten points rather than us dreaming of putting get ten points back. back on the it, yeah. mental side of Luton just having something to chase, I think, has aided them. It's affected it. You know, I, I always say this: it's like if you've got something to chase in the league, if a team above you is three points, that's something to get over first. Isn't mm. it? That's your first challenge. But when you look and see a team temp, you just go exactly. away. I'm not getting that. You look like Sheffield them. United at the moment. They must be every time they lose, they must be like dying, just going, look how far away the ten points from from Luton, I think it is, mm-hmm. in you know, fourth and bottom. You need something to catch. And I think that the mental aspect of that is mm-hmm. uh, where we are is really give everybody else a boost. And you you just can't sort of quantify no, that. And no. that's People will dismiss that, but that's that's a real thing. Well, they altered the conditions, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. The minute they took them points, I mean, Sam, how do you? I know it's hard because whatever Tony's, but you know this, like taking the points straight away. Do do you think it should have been? Listen, you have got this points deduction hanging hanging over you, as in, if when you've appealed, if that appeal isn't successful, you lose ten points basically. Now, like Pez just said, right now we'd be sat here going, oh, they've just done the appeal. But we'd be on 29 points and we'd be waiting for the outcome now. Is it worse to then drop yeah. into that position? Or or is it 
would it have been better for Everton, do you think, to have kept the points up to now? Because that may well, like Pez just said, may well have affected how Luton looked at it. They might not have won as many games. And we would have played with a little bit more freedom, I think, in some of the games where we haven't. What do you yeah. think? Or don't you think it makes any difference? No, I think it does make massive differences, but it's really difficult to quantify what those differences are. Because yeah. it's almost like the space-time continuum has been affected, isn't it? It's like <laughs> yeah, the butterfly really. effect of what yeah. one thing affecting another. Yeah. I think that the... The appeal process should be complete before any points are removed, and yeah. that should be just a blanket uh, rule for everyone and yeah. in any case. Because otherwise, you know, if they're taken away and then reinstated, that's farcical because it's mm-hmm. given Luton that that kind of boost, that yeah. thing to climb for, like Ped was talking about. Mm-hmm. If we do get our points back, Luton have climbed the table. We'll then leapfrog a bunch of teams, mm-hmm. and then the teams just above Luton will could quite rightly say, "Well, had Everton not taken those points off them." then Luton wouldn't have been wouldn't above have us. Now. Bump, so Crystal yeah. Palace might drop down, Brentford, all the mm-hmm. other teams that are yeah, down yeah. there. The, the idea of the points deduction affecting us, I, I, I mean, one, one certainly, Baz, there's like a, a freedom that we've not played in. And I think, I think yeah. both of you have brought up quite a lot yeah. of times on the channel, and I totally agree with it. Some of the misses that we've made, some of these XG stats that we've got and goals that we probably should have scored, mm. perhaps that pressure has got to the players. I mean, there's, there's also an argument to be made that we don't have a very good strike force and <laughs> an attacking team, which I think you can't understate that as well. Mm. But a couple of those goals go in, six points more, you're, mm. you're in a different state of mind. Yeah. But the other thing is that I think if the, the, the points deduction, those four victories that we've talked about afterwards, I do, it, I do feel like that was like a, the points deduction was like a Phil Neville tackle on steroids, wasn't it? For <laughs> a short time. Yeah. And it just, gal- it, that way galvanized being overused, but it did bring, it certainly made the fan base angry. And yeah. I think probably within the, the camp, the players, that seemed to be like, it gave them an extra 5 10% in those games. Mm. We're all winnable games. Of course, yeah. Um, but who knows what would have happened. Yeah, yeah. Had, so we might, we might be on 29 points. Yeah. We might not. We might yeah. be on 23 points with a 10-point deduction hanging over yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know. Got to just go on. with it. No, it's a good, it's a, re- it's a really, that's a really good point. And that's why it's, a, when, you, when you hear people talking about like, um, possible scenarios of Everton could be, could get sued by clubs for this and for that. And you're just like, we've just had a five-minute conversation about all those different scenarios. Mm. I, it's impossible, isn't it, to say, mm. Oh, because this happened and that happened, that meant the team got relegated. There's so many different factors uh, of how it all plays out. And yeah, 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 we are where we are. And it could could affect us positive, could affect us negatively at the end of the day. If we get some points back, I think we'll all be... I think we're at that point now, aren't we? Where we're like, well, if we get some back rather than going, no, we demand 10 points. Mm. We're at the end of the, of, you know, of it all, and we just want something back, to, almost to just justify what we've been saying for well, the last couple of months. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right as well. We're at that. Um, and there is a, there's just such confusion around the club, though, Sam, isn't it? Because obviously, as well as this appeal, and then there's this second charge in the bleeding distance as well. But also with that is this this takeover stuff as well. And it, it just seems to me, I don't know what your take on it is, Sam, but the Premier League are just literally dangling us. You know, the the they took the points. There's you know, they're keeping quiet about the likes of Man City and Chelsea, what's happening to them. Well, fair enough, keep them separate if you really want to. But this takeover as well, not making a decision on this takeover, whether we think triple seven are great gonna be great for us or whether we think they're terrible for us the fact that 
this should have been concluded or was expected really to be concluded early December. And we're now mid, well, well, we're in early February then, let's say. for, And we still don't know when that decision's going to be. If these if these people aren't right for Everton, bin them. If you're the Premier League, bin it. If you, but or, it just feels to me like they're just keeping us on two fronts, just dangling yeah. without a conclusion. And I think that's massively affecting the football club as well, which plays into these results as well. Because Everton haven't won a game of football since December the 16th in the Premier League mm. at Burnley. So I mean, what what do you take on that in terms of like the takeover and stuff? Well, it's it's similar to looking at how the team's doing and, and being able mm. to assess it. In that, I don't know where to direct my anger because there's <laughs> about eight different points, different. <laughs> fr- I'm fighting this anger war on about nine fronts because yeah, I've yeah. got huge anger with the current and and current owners and previous. Uh, board, yeah. you know, obviously, and I, I think a lot of other fans from other teams don't appreciate how ang- how angry Everton fans still are and mm. where and demonstrated against. So that when we're complaining about the situation, we're not just complaining about the Premier League taking the ten points off. We're complaining about the way the club's been r- ran. Since, yes. Well, you could argue for like the last 40, 50 years. It's just <laughs> you, you know you go back through like Everton history and you just think, well, there was a moment there where we could have. You know, elevated and, and, and become more consistent. Never built, never level. built. Never, no, never have. No. So there's an anger there. There's an anger, you know, with with the Premier League. Obviously, mm. there's an anger with Little Dicky Masters, as you guys have <laughs> quite rightly labelled him, because mm. he's an absolute muppet. Yeah. There's an anger at the lack of transparency with all of that process. There's a mm. there's an anger towards the lack of movement on Man City and Chelsea. There's an anger towards the way the Newcastle takeover was was done. Yeah. Because although that shouldn't affect me as an Everton fan, I'm annoyed because there seems to be blocks in the way of these new owners coming in. Mm. But there's also an anger towards these new owners who aren't even in yet because you look at some of the things they've <laughs> done and you just think, what are we getting ourselves into here? We're jumping yeah. out of the frying pan and into like mm. another frying pan. Yeah, definitely. So I, I feel like there's... The, I don't have enough emotion, and what I mm. what I used to love about being a football fan, being an Everton fan, I always say I'm an Everton fan first and foremost, and a football football fan second. Mm. Is is pouring over all the different parts of the club, the mm. youth team, the reserve league when that was the thing, mm. you know, the who's coming through the ranks. The, the, I can't. I don't have the mental capacity. I don't have the bandwidth for it because there's so much other nonsense going mm. on around the club. And around our situation, that I'm just, I'm just, just, I'm just spent. Yeah, it is. I'm the same. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm absolutely the same as you, mate. Mm. It's, it wears you out, doesn't it? It wears you down to the point thinking of what's the point of getting invested in other parts of football or finding joy in other parts of football because the joy will never surpass. The anger that you feel right now. Yeah, we it's like we're all carrying loads of anger. How many shows do we do about bleeding finances? I yeah. couldn't care less. No. I want to know about Everton, the team. I want to know about, oh, we, you know what, we're chasing this fella in Europe. He's fast, he scores, and all of that. And yeah, we're sat here going, oh, what's our PSR for this? And oh, what did we spend four years ago? That the, you know, it's a load of bollocks now. And then when you do throw VAR into it and all that, you do start going, my God, what is happening here? Because we we yeah. do need we need some close well, not even closure, but we need we need decisions well, very I think, quickly. I think closure is the right word because 
like I, I've noticed personally. I don't. I think other people may have noticed. I'm, I'm actually a lot calmer. No, you are. Then, yeah, yeah. when, then, even though we're in a bad situation, but since the board has gone, mm. that last board, mm. and I, <laughs> you know, the the anger that it produced in me, and how, how it, how it affected how I watched Everton and how I viewed some of the players and how I spoke about some of the players was was there for everyone to see because that was just that was anger that was I, that I was carrying at these people that I perceive as basically destroying our football club you know you know okay it hasn't been great for years as like you said there Sam but it's been going along at its own thing and so but it was never like you know if it was in a relegation battle it was because we didn't have money and we had we had poor players it wasn't because of incompetence and mi- really bad mismanagements and at every level and swapping managers i mean i mean as a as a football cl- club and as fans of a fo- our football club we've seen pretty much a, a massive continuity in managers for years haven't we you know not not swapping and changing every year like other clubs we we laughed at other clubs for doing that so I, I think there's been a general release in, in myself anyway, but it's still not there because th- those people haven't been replaced and we're still just bobbing along while we are literally in the biggest storm this club's ever faced. So it'd be nice if we could just parachute some um, some people onto the boat to just steer us out of it because it's not going to take, not just about the Premier League making a decision, it's about people in charge getting older the situation as well and going, right, well, we'll st- no matter what happens, we'll steer out of this situation and that's just not there at the moment. No, that's, there is grim and it needs, it needs something. Um, you just touched on it before, Sam, obviously going, you know, I, I thought the game last week against Spurs, I thought Everton did all right. I thought it was a, it was decent and if you're going to draw 2-2, two, two, at home, then you want to be the team with that late injury time equaliser because at least you leave the ground thinking, we, you know, we've got something out of that, that even though it's another home game and Everton, Everton's home form's shocking this season, three omens and we're in February. But we go to City this week. It, I mean, this is probably <laughs> the toughest game we could have right now, isn't it? But in some respects, get it out the way. Yeah, yeah. Is that how we're looking at it? And, and just see what happens. Yeah, it's like a free hit, isn't it? I mean, it kind of always is for us, really. But you you go there and you're not expecting anything. And a point would be open top bus time, wouldn't it? If we get a point there. Yeah. So, was it last season or the season before when Damari Gray scored? It was, last, it was, it was only last season. Last season yeah. It was only about 13 and a half months ago. Yeah. It was It was New Year's Eve, wasn't it? Yeah. So, New Year's Eve. Right? Mm. So I was lying on my bed next to my wife, listening to it on the radio. Oh, okay. And nothing, nothing was going no, on. No, 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 Sam. Um, I don't think Everton really puts me in that mood anymore. No, no. It never did. She was on fair. her phone looking for dance coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam and was looking goal, for sleds. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were one nil down, weren't we? And the goal, mm. the goal went in. Yeah. And I, I was half asleep, and then the goal went in. I just jumped up, and I think she thought I was having a heart attack because I just went. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> so that was that was a nice memory. But mm. um, that, I mean, that was a great result under Lampard, wasn't it? Yeah, Lampard, yeah. yeah, Lampard, yeah, was the Lampard. Exactly. Dead hard, didn't it? You're like, was it that manager or was this manager or yeah? yeah. <laughs> so um, I've, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think you just got to go to the city, and they've really hit form, haven't they? And Phil mm. Foden looks like unstoppable at the moment. So yeah. I don't know how how that'll play out, but I think at least we've you know that two two draw against Tottenham. A team who were doing quite well. Someone had to go mm. at me for like being quite exuberant at, at the end of the game. I said, "Well, we're seventeenth, they're fourth. Mm-hmm. It was a ninety-fifth minute equaliser. Mm. Come on, that's that's when you celebrate because, like we said, the joy is getting sucked out of football if you can find mm. some kind of way to enjoy it. 
that's really important. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't hold up much hope for, for the City game, but we'll, we'll see what happens. It is that, isn't it, Ped? I mean, it's, you ain't writing games off because it's a game of footy and Everton proved under Lampard that if you go there and things go your way and you defend well. You know, we went behind mid midway through the first half in that and we just stayed in the game, didn't we? And then, OK, Damari Gray had one of those days where he pulls a worldie out the fire and we end up getting a great result out of it. But Saturday will be tough for the simple reason that Luton have got Sheffield United at home. That's it, isn't it? And you'd expect them to win, so we could be kind of like no, four points adrift that on is Saturday. That, no, we're not, we're not though, are we? Because we keep on looking at Luton and Forrest are right there as well. So we, yeah. we are literally right no, there. No, Forrest are next to I, us. I'm, I'll be honest with you, right? I'm mm. not even looking at Luton because I think Forrest are the ones. They're getting a, the points deduction and they're right next to us as well. I think if we, I honestly think people... Well, they've got Newcastle at home on Saturday. But I, I think like Luton are almost like a red herring in this whole situation now. Because okay. I, I think it's not, I'm not saying they'll get out of it, but what I'm saying is, it's like sometimes you can fixate on a team and you don't actually notice that there are other teams really close. No, well. I'm noticing like Forest, yeah, yeah. And, and Palace and, and, and obviously Forest are right there. So Newcastle have, have just we, started to it, you know. The, I don't think Newcastle are going to go down. No, but they're at Forest. No, no, no. Saturday, so, you know, I, th- I think. And I think, Brentford go to Wolves. Wolves are absolutely flying. I think it's just one. That's And again, that goes back to what Sam was saying before. It's really hard to enjoy football when you're having to look out for other teams' results. Like, yeah, you go, oh, yeah, yeah. it's like the last couple of seasons have been made so much worse by you'll have a bad result on a Saturday and you think, oh, I can chill out on a Sunday. And then you see who's playing and you're like, there's three other teams. And I've, I'll be. I'll, I don't want to, but I know I'll be looking at my phone every five seconds to see what their results well, we've got Saturday, obviously we're early, so our mm. game's done by half two, isn't it? Burnley go to Anfield, so you'd expect Liverpool to win that. Sheffield United go to Luton, I'd expect Luton to win that. And Forrester are home to Newcastle, which, you know, Newcastle mm-hmm. uh, uh, need a win early to keep that, but, you know, come back for, against Luton and should have won the game, actually. And um, Brentford go to Wolves. Mm. And then on Monday night, Palace are our own to Chelsea. I mean, Crystal Palace have got 24 points. Don't score goals. Ezzy and Elise out for a while. Their best two players. Gooey. Gooey as well. So, if ever, this is the, this is, I said on my aftermath stuff last week, next week might be a dark afternoon that we just all have to go, right, that's out the way now. And then we start to try to claw it back. And who knows? By the time we play Palace, we might have some points back. And then if we were to beat Palace at home, which we have to really, then yeah. that's well, as Sam the said there, like, you know, it's Man City and uh, they've, they've gone, they're in that zone now. Mm. And it do, and they could go top of the league. But I was walking down the road yesterday, walking the dog, and some uh, fella just literally stopped me and went, I bet you we beat them and hand the title to those bastards. So, you know, who knows? Who, who knows? knows what happens? Who knows? <laughs> you know, I don't even know the fella. Sean Dice is good away from home. He's got a it decent record. Sean Dice. No, I was going to say, in that voice would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been strange. And given that he was a Liverpool fan, no, would he have said that? Just, I know, don't know. I just, I just thought, yeah, that probably, you know, I don't know that is that sort of thing amongst us, but he, the way he said it was hilarious. Mm. We'll oh, but if you can't, you can't even take joy out the fact the hypothetical equation that we may beat Man City at the mm. Etihad, you can't even say joy out of that fictional future that probably won't happen anyway. Yeah. You're still annoyed about that. You've just got to no. get on board. No, I was, you, I, it was just the way you We might the... beat City and no, I barely might go to Anfield and win. The way like, I didn't even know him when he was yeah. the dog. Lit- my dog literally <laughs> just walked over to him and started. And he, he just looked at me and I bet we beat those and we had the title of those bastards. <laughs> 
like, you've given me no indication that you know who I am. No. And and the next minute... Well, he quite clearly does. Yeah, so and the next the minute, thing. you're basically Nostradamus. Mm. And you're fuming over it. And he's fuming in February. <laughs> There's still weeks to go. What are you fuming this early for? <laughs> no title's oh. ever been handed out in February. Mystery yeah. man. Say that. But, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's a, it's a tough game, but... When we reconvene next week, we will I'm looking be able forward to, to Ben Godfrey versus Haaland. Well, who isn't? Mm. There's something joyful about a Ben Godfrey sliding tackle, though, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I think does like his sort of development or lack of developments <laughs> at Everton. Uh, does that just play into like a wider yeah of the yeah. club? Of we sign these promising young players sometimes for quite a lot of money because mm-hmm. Godfrey was like twenty million, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. Norwich, mm-hmm. yeah. And then five years later, they are, if anything. Worse, slightly worse, all the same. Nobody ever seems to develop. No, but that is, I think, that's indicative of what's gone on, Sam, and that that's one thing that has got to change now when we bring these players in. They've got to come out the other side, better players, worth more money. I mean, we've done it. The likes of Jared Brantwaite, obviously, a huge, I mean, he looked like he was going to be a top player anyway, but yeah. that you have to get those kids and then you have to develop them, and, and when you do... That's where you come out the other side. Mm. But let's see what happens anyway. That's enough enough evidence. That was quite a lot of evidence. There was a lot of evidence, but there was a lot to get through. And we've got through it. It it felt like Sam had been in some kind of uh, coma and we've just woke him up. Not a coma as such. No, metaphorical metaphorical coma. And we've had to bring him up to speed, even though just because he hasn't been on the podcast for a while, and I'm sure he knows, it's like, you've been on tour, we have to tell you what's been going on, Sam. Have you heard the news from Goodison? Mm-hmm. It's we, like it's we, like you were Charlton Heston and you've just found a massive statue of Machiri in the sand <laughs> and you've gone, no, you damn bastards, you no, did it. No, but we wanted to know. I wanted to, because last time... It's a Planet of the Eight reference, kids. When Sam <laughs> was on it last time, there. a lot happened. Yeah. I wanted to just get Sam's take on where he is right now. He's told us some, yeah. you know, we've had some quite revealing stuff today. You should have long hair for one. Not many I don't believe that. that. I need proof. Well, we'll I see. Maybe you can dig I'll send you a picture. Yeah, a nice picture. Um, just staying on the depressing thing. I've, I've seen this. visions of a ballroom dancer with dead long with hair. With the long Sam's face just like, <laughs> hey. um, no, Go on, go on. Voice, though, it? Um, just sticking on the depressing theme, mm. because mm. Everton can do that to you sometimes. I've just seen a story this morning. Most depressing town in Britain named... And it's a five-hour drive from London. It's, gonna, it's not Ormskirk, right? No, it's not Ormskirk. Okay, um, the most depressing town in Britain has been named after a public vote, and it's a place many Londoners flock, flock to every summer for a seaside break. Oh, yeah. It's a seaside town in Cornwall where the average house price is 395000 mm. has been named the most depressing place, place, place to live. It's Falmouth. Oh, yeah. It's clinched it due to it being deemed as bland, boring, soul-destroying mediocrity with a gaping cultural void. (laughs) I mean, it's quite... That's quite a lot of of things to hit it with, isn't it? What I would say about that, did it have all those things before the people from London came? Are interesting, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It might have done, but people, local people, just thought. This but local is people live. can't afford to live in these places anymore, can they? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you're up on your on that, your if you're up on your Cornwall news, 
You'll be aware. You'll be aware that a lot of people. I get alerts on my phone. I do. Cultural void's bad enough, but a gaping one. A gaping one is, I mean, the Devon Massive just buzz their tits off at them. Absolutely. That was just laughing. Go look at all. What's the most depressing place you've been to? Well, I haven't been to Falmouth. But the pictures I've seen doesn't look that depressing, I'll be yeah. honest. We went to, like, that's um, where we holidayed when I was a small child. In Falmouth? Around those areas. Not Falmouth, you know. But you part of the, did you, no, you, did I, you the, make the gaping hole bigger? The joy, the joy left <laughs> when I found. Is that what it about, was? When I found planes. Planes. The, that joy, the joy was ripped away. <laughs> the joy got on a plane it and got just on left a plane. Falmouth. But yeah, if you live in, a lot of Cornwall's like a mess, isn't it? Because mm. like it's, it's, the, it's a place of like the rich from London go there and buy up all the homes. But half the time there's no one there. And people who live there can't afford to live there. So you can understand why there's a gaping hole. The gaping hole is all the fucking Tories. Yeah, from, whoa, from whoa, whoa, whoa. Less, of the F, less of the F-bombs. Um... I mean, I'm mad. Well, exactly. exactly. But imagine living where it's been named the most depressing. Would you, you have know, to have a good, hard look at yourself? You would, wouldn't and you? Th- think, am I the problem? Is it, is it us? Like Taylor Swift. Is it me? I'm the problem. <laughs> I mean, well, she apparently is with the amount of men. But all the beaches and stuff, mm. they all look lovely there, don't they? It's all, like, picturesque. Why, why is it the most depressing? Surely, like, oh. concrete jungles are more depressing. It'd be great if you could hack into the Zoom meeting that's going on for Falmouth County Council yeah. right now. Yeah. And they're having this kind of complete kind of like like evaluation of how this has happened. Yeah. They're saying it's a gaping hole. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a mecca. We're talking we've about got a little. What we've can got we a little now. We've got two costas. We've got a guy who sells knockoff DVDs in the pub. I mean, what, what more is do you that want? Still and a leg of lamb from the butchers. Meat, meat and batteries that's together it. in the same bag. Just in the bag. Three for I mean, tenner. Sam, you've been round the country on tour. You, you must, you must know I, where all the gaping holes are. I leave the gaping holes. I, I'm like a, a meteor that just explodes, and when I leave, it's just it gets listed on things like this. The worst <laughs> place I've been to, I've never been to Falmouth, is and and I've, I've said this when I was there, so this is not like I'm slagging them off behind yeah. the back. Although I am, because they won't be watching this. Well, it's, who knows? It's, it's a lot of them listen to the, da- the David Seaman podcast, yeah, so therefore, they welcome over. They'll be back. Welcome over for their ice skating latest. Yeah. <laughs> so it's where? Yeah. Swindon. Swindon. And so, I mean, it's a bit hack, but if you're a comedian on stage, it's kind of an easy laugh mm. at some point in the night to just make a little jive about a, a, a nearby place. And I try not to do that, because it's a little bit easy. Mm. But in Swindon, the place to slag off if you want to laugh is Swindon. Like, because there's no, there's no, there's no rivalry. They have a rivalry with themselves. It's okay. just so grim. Is it bad? Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Wasn't the office yeah. filmed in Swindon? I was going to say, isn't that like, isn't that the whole M4 corridor sort of like <laughs> Slough and Swindon and and all those places? I feel like is... if you got on stage in Springfield, you'd start having a go at Shelbyville. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That... I... I've got a gig coming up in Springfield, actually. Um, there you go. There you go. Would anyone yeah. want to take the title of the most depressing Arnold? Do you think that's a title I Falmouth want to keep hold of? I don't, is is anyone of, going? We honest, want that. There's a lot we of, want that next year. There's a lot of places in 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 the UK in uh, 2024 that are fighting it out mm. for that title. Mm. You know, uh, you know, you only have to turn on the news and they show somebody's uh, shopping town centre. Yeah. You know. And they're still boarded up JJB Sports. Okay, what would... And, uh, all right, well, let's go back. Just let's stick with Falmouth because oh, that yeah. is the undisputed champion at the minute. Mm. What culturally could they put there that would fill that gaping hole? Fountain. A fountain? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of them ones where you can throw 
pennies in. Okay. That gets things started. That, that, it? that, yeah, there's always, you know, there is one of them. And maybe put some lead lights in it. You know, yeah. so in the night it looks, ooh, this is a bit queer. I think they need, like, a, they need to tempt people in with the idea of something that's coming but never turns oh, up. Okay. So, like, Noel Edmonds as Mr. Blobby World or something. You know, something that... Just say that the... You, you, no, that's a real thing. It coming in, soon. It happened in Morecambe. Mm, you announce soon. it, you make a big deal, you get on BBC Northwest or mm. whatever. Or... Well, I would be BBC South. Surely. Well, it would, but I'm just going yeah. for my, oh, okay. my cultural reference. Going to say, because I know we're interested. I'm in not it. a traveller like like Sam. Mm. Um, What's Sam? Is a traveller? <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, there's a lot of stuff flying around on here today. He had long hair, now he's a traveller. And he listens to Everton laying on the bed with his missus. I mean, listen, there's a lot going on. I'm going to show on. you my cultural hole before this. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so maybe just announce that something's coming and, and, and never live up to the promise. But that just gets people in. A monorail. Very much like Everton. Yeah. <laughs> monorail. A monorail. monorail. Coming, soon. coming soon. A monorail. Yeah. In Falmouth. Falmouth, it looks like a lovely it place. It does, but it's but it's it looks like a lovely it's place. Depressing. But um, okay, we'll move. Although on. it's got oh, a on. it's got a lighthouse that looks like a concrete lighthouse. Well, that's that. And you know, well, what maybe just paint the lighthouse. It's a start, surely. Who voted? Who, uh, that's my question. I don't You've know. You've got to question the source. Because like, yeah, is it yeah. the rival town? Is it like the neighbours? Na- it was, it was people just trying to drive property prices down so more, more... Well, it was a poll buy. by I Live Here. And Some a lot of people live who live in Falmouth no voted. Because it's owned by property people in London. I don't know. Do you think it was like the next the next time they were like, lads, there's a chance. Falmouth might be the bleeding king of Cornwall, right, for all we know. Mm. And everyone's gone. Drive the places let's, down. Let's, let's, let's take over this poll. Not like Arsenal fans always seem to do, and mm. Liverpool fans seem and to like, do. And re- very much like Rage Against the Machine back in the X Factor yeah. days. Like, let's make it's sure like we win the it. Month. Mm. They've had a poll like that. They've got a, they've got the lightning seeds on. In the background. Because you did sound exactly like it. I honestly thought... My Shazam's just gone off there, mate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've just been on a phone call. Can you write the next England song? Yeah, yeah, Padil and Skinner um, are at the door over there. Or apparently, the fella off Bake Off and some other fella, Mo, presenting fantasy football nowadays. But anyway, sorry, go back to go back to where you were. Do you know what? No. Fantasy football on Sky is actually quite funny. It was on last night. I watched seven minutes of no, it that, was that's like, all, this that's is your, shit. This is your issue. No, you watched not. seven minutes it was of programs. Crap. It's not Badil or well, Skinner. Not, but you're thinking about a time and a I've place just watched, you had I've just watched what's black name? hair. What's the baldy fella's name? Out of the fast show and all that. Out of the fast show? What's his name? Out of the fast show? What's his name? Not the fast show. The other kid who done Bake Off as well. <laughs> the other kid? I forgot you his name. You mean the award-winning actor who's recently spotted in, in Wonka and such films? Him. Yeah, what's uh, his name? I can't remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> George <laughs> Dawes. George Dawes. Yeah. Matt stunt. Lucas. Sam Matt Lucas. Lucas. There Sam's is. a stunt double. No, Sam, yeah. But anyway, both, he's, he's not. He is not. And we'll I, never I've watched it, I think it's skin. all right, anyway, because they did a skit on it and Ned was in the skit. Okay, we'll see. But what if the next town are like, like, we've got a chance to knock these off, off these the are like, they've got everything, these places, they've got a Thornton. So they haven't got, so their, their <laughs> cultural gap has actually been filled. That's what I'm saying. They're and actually the, okay. good. They've got like a Thornton's on the high street. Mm. They've got probably, uh, they've probably got 302 and Vodafone. Well, they have co- got, they've got Costa there. Costa's everywhere. Costa, they've got Costa. A, they might actually have not only Costa, but you might have a Starbucks as well, but it's a drive-through. Oh, okay. It's a drive. You get your tractor. 
you drive through if you can get underneath the barrier. And, and I think it might be the next town that's okay. trying to have them on. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Well, there's, there's another story that is... is was that a story? That was a story. Sorry, I thought we just made all that up. No, it was a story. <laughs> and I want to I wanna get your take on this. Airline wants to weigh passengers before they board flights. So thin air. Passengers will be asked to step on the scales at the departure. Sorry, what are called? Thin air? Thin air, yeah. Mm. Oh, not, thin? Yeah, not thin air. I thought you said thin. Because thin air, it makes sense if they thin wanted air. to weigh you. Yeah. I thought you said thin air. No, thin I air. thought this was a deceiving plan to find out who was fit enough to go to war. Thin air. Want to weigh their passengers <laughs> yeah. at the gate. That's why right? I thought they were thin air. No, no. Well, that's what sounded. Um, so that they get, you know, they can balance the plane better. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, New Zealand Air, dude, there's 10,000 passengers flying New Zealand Air. Done this last year, and uh, South Korea's largest airline, Korean Air, have already done it. Um, weighing every passenger can increase safety and cut the environmental harm caused by each flight. Currently, airlines, uh, airlines used assumed mass, estimating the total weight of passengers uh, by using set figures. What? If you're overweight, then will they give you less food on the plane? <laughs> well, this is the this is the thing. How are we feeling about this? If they say just do us a favour, step on the scales, are we okay with it? I generally there are it's... lots and lots of jokes I can make about this, but I I won't. No, I'll... don't. I just mean in general. Generally, if you're doing something to make me safer in the yeah. air, then I'm all for it. I mean, they already scan you and can see your bollocko. I mean, that's a black for a start. Oh, we've got to look at you naked. Of course, you have, mate. Yeah. No, you've got these things. What airlines do you go on? This? Have you not seen the scan? Bollocko here. Bollocko here. The scanner machines, they can see everything. But it, yeah, but it, it's not photos. No, it is. It's, it's, it's not. You know what it's like? Got, you know what it's like? It's like, the, your clothes it's like the baby 4D photo where you can see the baby's, you know, everything. Now it's basically a photo. And do you think That's someone? Do you think there's a? Do you think there's a category on a well-known site <laughs> for this? Well, yeah. Ned told me on Pornhub. It's there. <laughs> the latest security cameras. That is a that's niche. niche. That is it's very, niche. very well, niche. It's one of the few niche things Ned tells me he screens on for oh God. Well, what are we thinking? No, not anymore. I, I've lost a stone since Christmas, so I'm I'm all for this. You're happy with that. Most of the time in the year I'd be like I'm already stressed. I don't need to be thinking, you know, because what would you do? Would you have to, like, predict your weight and then you check you weren't lying? Mm. It's like when you go bungee jumping and they say, how much do you weigh? And you go, well, I'm not going to lie about this because this could cause the, death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I'm yeah. saying I'm eight stone. They're just tying you with, like, a, a tea towel, like it appears that they do <laughs> on your legs. Yeah. I'm saying I'm 15 stone. Yeah. And how do they announce it? Do they have, like, a guy on a mic going, and there's Brenda. <laughs> She's 15 stone. Get on the back. Yeah. Like the, the row of shame. The, the row of shame. They announce it like well, a we are a bingo caller. Two fat ladies. When I was in Florida, there's yeah. in um the one in was it, it was in no it was in Aquatica in, in thingy and they had they literally one of the rides. You have to get on the scales or you can't go on it. Were you tall enough to get on it? The I first was tall. Place? I was okay. okay. I was standing on my tiptoes. I was fine. Um. But you go to it, and there's the scales yeah. there, like, and obviously, some Americans are a bit larger than others. Chunky fatties, Chunky. most of them. Well, you know, yeah. a bit larger. But a few of them were turned away, and they, they don't seem any shame in it, though. But I'd oh. be a bit like, 
Ooh. Yeah, but we're like, that's how we are brought up, though, aren't we? We do have a culture in this. Mm. I don't know, it's not the same in America, but we have a culture in this. It's, it's your mum, isn't it? Your mum or your mum has no issue. Mine certainly doesn't go on. You need to lose some weight. Mm. My mum asks me every week, am I still running? I'm like, I'm not just going to stop unless I fall down a hill, of course. Mm. But I'm, I'm like, me. But I, she goes, you still running? Because, you know, you need to, sort of thing. Not like I need to, as in you look terrible. You've lost loads of weight. No one else. She's saying, "Well, you were dead. You were you were overweight, so you need to keep that up. You need to keep it Otherwise, going." Otherwise, I'm kicking you out of the. You're out of the family. Yeah, I know. It's a bit strong, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the mafia. So, if we got any, have we got any issue with being weighed before we get on a plane? No. It cause delays, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cause more delays. What do you have to take your pants off? <laughs> well, I mean, if you don't have to, apparently, if you go on the scanners, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Take your clothes off. Put... those Chippendale kicks with the Velcro down the side. That'd be good. That'd, that'd be a quick way to do it, wouldn't it? That'd be a quick way to do it. The old, uh, what were they called? Popper pants? Or was that oh, something that's else? A different thing. That another? That's what you were watching. Sticky, sticky Vicky. That's, that was Ped's moments. <laughs> the, uh, take your clothes off and put them on top so, of mine so over what's there. What's the airline called? Finn Air. Finn. Finn, as in, you know, but Finland. it should be called Finnish. Finnish. They've missed the chance. Well, it's Finland. It's the airline of Finland getting weighed in Helsinki. Is that a real place? Hey, if there uh, was yes. a Finn air, that would open the door for a fat air where they don't weigh yet and they make their big kind of PR campaign about the fact, doesn't matter what size or shape you are, get on our plane, yep. have a, have a biff there. have a burger, <laughs> have a leave your pants on, sit wherever you want, Take stand your pants up off. when flying if you want. Just Take your have pants a go off. flying. No, but that's, that's, yeah, but what they're not telling you is that they land in water. <laughs> well, fantasy island or something. No, I'm just saying because of the, the weight. Oh. Well, it depends. Just have less people on, still same weight, isn't it? Just to save you the weight more. more they land it's through a drive through drive through Mackey. A drive through Mackey's. No, I think, I think it's, I don't think you get turned away. Yeah. It's no. just a balance. The plane, really. Have you ever been moved on a plane for weight reasons? Because I have, and I was flying to the Isle of Man, and it was one of those little flights. Going to see yeah. your, uh, going to see your accountant, where you Sam? Going to see me, going to see me accountant. <laughs> going to see Farah. Yeah. Just on my way to the Cayman Islands to see the other one. <laughs> There's a lot of money from gigging in Swindon. I'll yeah, you know, absolutely. On a basis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God. But so, and I, I remember I was wait. Do you know what? It was probably 2009. Because I remember wearing this Everton third kit that I just bought. And I remember it was Moyes was still there, and it was all everything was good. You know, it's just oh, it was a great time. We were like sixth. It was brilliant. And the woman gets on the the, the flight, and she goes, oh, "Can you move? Do you mind moving?" I was like, "Yeah." Oh, great. Why? She went just to redistribute the weight. I said, "Well, why have you picked me?" <laughs> she went, "Well, you seem a bit taller than than air over there." I was like, "Well, that's very diplomatic." So anyway, I'm well, maybe it like was. a 10-minute flight. Height, height. I've been moved for, and this is the worst thing, they move you because they... So that, I think when we went to, last time I went to America, <clears throat> there was, I think we were only, it might have been the first leg, we were going to Ireland, going to Dublin. And I think they might have moved us because we looked more responsible than the people that were currently sitting in the aisle that has the emergency exit. Me, more responsible. You. They wanted me sitting by the emergency door and she was quite insistent about it, which is like, why are you insistent that I sit near mm. the emergency door? Yeah, yeah. And then when you look at the stuff recently about doors just blowing off planes, yeah, you're like, what once, was she trying to... One try. Has she been given the nod mm -mm. by somebody? But that's not good when they're saying, will you, will you look more responsible? Will you be by the wing, please? Like, I'm not John McLean. Yeah, it's not Die Hard 2. <laughs> you're just going to save everyone on the plane. I've got a vest on. 
Yeah, There's a handle there. If it does blow open, if you could just grab it and try yeah. and hold just it. Just hold it. Just you hold look it. strong. Just yeah. hold it. Yeah. Don't forget you know to wear your seatbelt. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know you go running, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that... This was pre-running. That's the... I'm just not sure that that's the safety element I want there. No. The oh, looking at you going, you might be able to hold that plane shut. You know, the door. Yeah. Or, or maybe the other... I'd be a bit more worried about the people they were looking at then. Think, these have got history. These have got form. <laughs> yeah. Opening doors mid-flight. So we'll put them further the back. Last, away the last flight the they were on, the door opened and they just sat there and looked at it. <laughs> no, I'd be more worried about no, them you actually know that thing, like Sometimes people are too polite to do the right thing where it's like, oh, I don't know if I should, if I should uh, bother with that. Mm. The door's open! Shut the door! <laughs> Freezing up here. I mean, Nan's just been sucked out into the Atlantic here. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I didn't know I should have done something. <laughs> he should at least give you, like, money off, shouldn't he? If you, if what if your nan gets sucked off? Of? Well, it's it, it's it, and if your nan gets sucked What? Sucked out. Sucked, sucked out. out. Sorry. Sucked out of the plane, he meant. <laughs> well, at least you get, a, at least you get another meal. Well, that's true. An Every extra meal, yeah. Hey. If, it's, if it's before the meal, yeah. yeah. If it's after the meal, then you've lost that, haven't you? <laughs> and your nan. Come on, nan, it's after the meal! <laughs> If you're gonna go out the door, go sure early. Don't go. Go, go early, man. Don't go late. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. This, hey, that's it. This is being a boss segment. This is going in the David Seaman. Oh my bit. god! Tell you what, oh. Sam. Here we go. Big time. What? Windows. You're not getting sucked what? off. Farmers. <laughs> Put that in your advert, Seaman. Put that in your semen before on after before on after the nan got sucked off. Right, let's leave it there for this descends even much like a large air um plane. Big thanks to Sam. <laughs> Let us know in the comments section below any of your funny sucked off stories or planes. Send us your questions for next week. Yeah, get show. some random questions in for us and we will uh, do our best to answer them. Yeah. But uh, make sure you like, subscribe, give it five star, watch Sam and Swindon. Recommend Sam yeah. to live at the Apollo. Yeah, exactly. It was a tell I'm you not what, comment. great second debut by Sam. It was very much solid. Like Duncan Ferguson's, you know, when he came back. Then came back from a spell. Yeah. I don't, just don't do what happened to him. He got kicked and he was out for seven weeks no, afterwards. So. No, no, he'll be back. He will be back. Cheers, Sam. Cheers, everybody. We will see you later. Bye. Thanks, Walt.